one billion years in the future, Earth still exists, though maybe not as we imagine it. Eras upon bygone eras worth of technology have been left behind by eight previous and fallen civilizations. It is now up to the denizens of the Ninth World to piece together what was left behind. Perhaps they're looking to carve out their place in the world, or simply to survive a land riddled with weird and unearthly dangers. Or perhaps still, they just wish to learn and uncover the secrets of the Numenera. Whatever it is this new era of adventurers and heroes is looking to discover, they'll have to dig through the imprinted echoes of the past to find it. An amnesis, noun. The recollection or remembrance of the past. Reminiscence. Hello, and welcome to Imprinted Echoes, a family-friendly Numenera actual play podcast. I'm Zan, and I'll be your GM. Thank you for joining us today, and as always, we hope you're staying safe and healthy. Everyone made it out of the city, though just barely. With the help of a new, yet old friend, the party cautiously and quickly strikes out eastward. Precautions are taken, routes are altered, and followers are evaded. Join us as Nehemiah, Smallren, and Jory begin the next leg of their journey. You have made your way out of Sturthal. You have left the glowing breach, the gate near the southwest side of the city that leads out into the rest of the Steadfast. As a quick note, you do have your Anine with you. You have your four beasts of burden. Oben was able to talk your way past the guards, passing you all off as pilgrims, as acolytes and devoted followers to the various ruins and sacred sites and you make your way out, out into the Steadfast, where hopefully things will be a little less chaotic. The sun is high in the sky, and as you are making your way down the road, Oben tells you all that conversations can be had soon, but right now you all need to keep moving. We don't need to run, but we need to keep a steady pace, because if we are seen running, it will be suspicious. But if we stop too often, we'll probably be caught. So we need to just keep a steady, even pace down the road here. If anyone stops, let me do the talking. Otherwise, we can talk soon. Okay. Oben does not have an Anine. Oben is on foot instead. An Anine can carry more than one person. So if the need arises, he can mount up with someone else. Mm -hmm. But for the time, he's kind of serving as this guide, trying to keep up appearances. A little ways out of the city, though, he has everybody pause for a moment and he changes. He takes off the Fenderal garb that he had on, removes the mask that he had, and changes into more civilian clothing. And this is the first time you get like a good look at him. He's a strong individual, clearly uh, very athletic, though a bit older than you all. Not by decades, but clearly has a bit more age in his face and has a shock of white hair that comes off the top of his head near the front of his hairline. Though the top is kind of longer, it is uh, a little bit shorter on the sides. 
After he changes, he very quickly says, they've probably already realized that they're looking for a Fenderal. I should not look like one at the moment. Good call. To be honest, as much as possible, none of us should look like the way we did leaving the city. As the day starts to wane, you have heard, if you look over your shoulder, you have seen a lot of activity around the city on the horizon. And Owen says, should we stay here, find a way to camp for the night, or would you rather push on? Oh, we should get some more ground between us and that place. I would agree. At some point, they're going to spread out their search. Is there anything that's not suspicious, any direction? I don't think there's any particular way that would be less suspicious, unless you know something I don't. We can find out. I lay down on the ground with my head against <laughs> <laughs> it. <laughs> And I knock. <laughs> Hello? Okay. You down there? You do realize that I am not the voice in the ground, right? Well, perhaps this is kind of a meditation type thing because, quite frankly, I feel very calm down here. I feel very grounded. Nehemiah leans over to Oban. Hey, I just, just trust the process on this one. <laughs> I have worked with a lot of people with a lot of methods. I am not questioning anything at this point. Good. You're allowed to, though, if you want. I just might not give you a satisfying answer. Speaking of which, we're headed in a direction that we do not know. Um, how, how to direction? How, would you suggest a direction? Would you... Is, is place safe somewhere? I'm losing my words. Can you come up with a more direct inquiry, perhaps? I suppose I could. Is there a good nonchalant place that we could hide within a reasonable distance from here where we are the most unlikely to be seen or found. Which direction are you planning on heading in general? I will look up from the ground. Which direction are we headed to in general, would you say? As a reminder, mm -hmm. the saint mentioned that Dremlin was heading to Gatharin. Yes. Do we want to head straight there? Or is there something else we need to pick up on the way? <laughs> I think moving there as quickly as possible is going to be in our best interest. Odds are they might already be looking for us by the time we get there. Oban nods a little bit and says, Githarin's a good distance from here, not the farthest, but probably a good 20-day journey if we're taking at a comfortable pace and not rushing it. Mm -hmm. Doing a little zigzag. <laughs> Call it a month if we're trying to stay out of sight and be careful and stay places where they won't find us. Mm -hmm. So Jory goes back to the voice yes, that she thinks is in the ground. A zigzag to is it Galarin? Galarin. Theron. Theron. Why did I put a G? It's fine. There is a G. Oh, Gatharin. <laughs> we'll get there. You're a G. I know. <laughs> a Gatharin. We're a headed great in Great friend. Oh. I, oh, yeah. Okay, so we're headed that way, um, and we want to be kind of subtle about our journey. So little hidden, little zigzag, little maybe off to the side, but still that way. What do you reckon? The voice is quiet for a moment, as though thinking or searching or considering an answer. Is Catherine about word and brain language? I'm sorry. It is not. Ah, oh, good. <laughs> I was considering where to send you. There is a small village. It is a little bit farther north of here, rather than the southwest area that you're probably headed to. But you could probably hide out there. It's called Mirith. Mirith. Okay, good. Well, thank you so much. How are you? I'm 
leaving. <laughs> and the voice goes silent. Incredible. <laughs> okay, I stand up and brush off my pants, my legs. We have a direction. All right, where to? Oh, right, I suppose that would help. Uh, Mirath, is that familiar, Oben? It's a little out of the way from Githarin, if that's what you're looking for. Yes, that one. That was the suggestion. It's a couple days, a little farther northwest, so at least not the complete opposite direction. It's a small village, though. We have merchants there from time to time coming through Sturfall, but you won't even see it on a map of, like, the major cities. That's perfect. Hopefully they'll overlook it then. Or we can have ourselves be seen intentionally. Maybe they'll check it out eventually, and that'll throw them off our trail. I don't want to bring trouble to a small town, though. If they start mm. getting... They're looking for us, and if we make a big old point about going north... I will also point out that while I know a lot of you made quite the splash while you were there, having me along might also create more of a risk. So if you want me around, I'm more than happy to stay with you so long as you're willing, but if you ever feel the need to tell me to break off, I have a new life to figure out for myself. You can stay with us. Thank you, Troy. <laughs> actually, no, thank you. Um, I actually, we haven't really officially been introduced, I don't think. Oh, We've been yeah, sorry. Moving uh, uh, at a very decent clip without having any. Yeah. I know Nehemiah. Yeah, yeah, no, we gotta catch up, by the way. Yes. Uh, small Ren, the our one friend. who almost died. Also the one with the mutual uh, friends. Yes, clearly. And this is Jory. Nice to meet you. And the silent one? Oh, Brex. It's nice to officially meet you all. Yeah. Hi. Well, we should probably get moving. If I know yes. anything about the governor, we've not got a lot of time. Before we get moving, did you know? I did. All right. There were a small handful of people who know. Like I had a, I had a, like a back in the head hunch, but it was more like, ah, wouldn't it be funny if, and now like, well, there it is. Governor Merzak has allowed it to be a rumor for so long because people have begun to ascribe it to an urban legend. Yeah, no, hide in plain sight. Totally understand. Exactly. The entire bonfire game. She's yes. never been a stupid woman. No, quite the opposite. I have many questions I could probably answer for you. Yeah. Would you like to do that as we go, or shall we wait until we actually break camp somewhere after? We can shake a tail feather for right now. All right. You continue on as the sun sets and push on through the night. At this point, adrenaline has faded a little bit, and you are all a hair tired but on high alert still. At one point, you hear off in the distance behind you the sound of fast approaching, I'm going to say hoofbeats, mm -hmm. but like legs, animal mm -hmm. legs, like riding sounds. Sure. Fast, fast approaching. What would you like to do? Hoods up. Keep moving as we were. Maybe move off to the side a little bit. That way, give him leave to pass us. Keep that soapstone like right against my chest. Sure. What has anyone else done to change their appearance? I think that given that Ephendral was seen leaving the city with a group of pilgrims, so I think that Smallrin has encouraged everyone to, you know, use the hoods of those cloaks as cover, but otherwise we shouldn't look like the pilgrims. So she's kind of roughed hers up with one of her knives. She pulled that colorful scarf back out and has kind of wound it around to add some additional flair to the outfit. 
and just generally has asked if anybody has anything in their packs, like pieces of clothing that they, you know, didn't use while we were there or anything at all. Making sure that we have just enough weapons showing so we don't look like pilgrims, but not so many that it's easy to identify us. Sure. I also am going to be wearing my cloak a little bit differently. I'm going to be wearing it over one arm that, if you'll permit me, I will use a very small percentage of one point of intellect every so often to make it look like my arm is gone. Phasing? Yes. You want to phase just I your arm? I want to phase just my arm so I look like a one-armed person. Yes. <laughs> very good. Sure. Sure. Uh, I'll spend it, go ahead and spend one intellect point for that. That's fine. Done. Oh. Whew. As Smallrin had suggested these things, Brex kind of looks down at himself and kind of like looks to the four of you with like a what do I do kind of like shrugging gesture. Does anybody have an apron? <laughs> um, Nehemiah will throw Brex his old armor, the beast hide armor that he's oh, been wearing. Yeah. And just say, here, let me, and he'll like kind of essentially like crawl over Brex because he, he they, they big, they big, um, they and big. essentially tuck like parts of the beast hide armor into the crevices of Brex's Brexness to yeah. try and keep it so that the sheer amount of metal isn't showing just so it looks yeah. like, you know, big barbarian looking dude. For sure. Smallrin also pulls out all the rope from the climbing equipment that we had on us mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. like just basically forms like one giant coil of it to kind of place almost like a bandolier on Brex. Oben takes one of the cloaks that he had given you and rips the hood off and tucks that over Brex's head to just kind of like tuck into the armor that Nehemiah had fashioned on uh, just to give something to hide their face. And Nehemiah, I assume you are then still green. Mm -hmm. Anything else you're doing? Um, I don't think there's much else in the way. I mean, I, I think at this point, like when we, when Oben stopped to swap out mm -hmm. their clothes, I probably donned my tentacle armor, which sure. is yeah, very yeah. different. And then, you know, I still got the hood pulled up and whatnot, but sure. you know, cool. changing my my build. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If anybody wants a, like a hump on their back, I think Bit Bit would be willing to hang out there. <laughs> <laughs> to compliment Jory's armless situation, the tendrils are acting as additional arms. Amazing. Yes, 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 yes. love that. Love that. Mm -hmm. Good. Going, going full Doc Ock. Yes, yes, yes. You all have these adjustments, changes, additions to your physical presence. And you hear those feet behind you. And coming up the road, you see three Brem, which look a lot like you would imagine like a bipedal dinosaur. They are meant for quick, lightweight, and long distance journeying. The anine that you have are hardy and meant for carrying a lot of things and for very hardy work. Mm -hmm. Brem are more like speed bike motorcycle scenario. You're trying to get somewhere fast. You're trying to get there mm -hmm. lightweight. So you see three mounted Brem coming up the path. And there seem to be a couple of animals by their side. And you also recognize a couple of sesky. The kind of dog-reptile combo 
They are meant for hunting. They are exceedingly loyal, mm-hmm. and they are also very fast and good for sniffing things out. Oh dear! I don't think any of us thought about about our scent, did we? Smallrin quickly reaches into her poison pouch and mixes together the components for the shin spinner musk. Mm. Yes. Good. <laughs> In. Incredible. I love you guys. It's so good. Kind of as they're coming up, she like kind of sprinkles it on the road next to us and then flicks it at each person in our party. Does like a little holy water spritz Exactly, on yeah. <laughs> it, is, it is a strong scent and it is not one that we had on us at any point while we were actually within the city because it wore oh, off by very, then. Very, very, very good. Nice job. They're upon you pretty quickly. It's clear that they left the city not long after you did, but we're running hard to try to catch up. The Seskis have their nose to the ground as they are coming up. Imagine like the baying of like a bloodhound or a beagle, but coming out of the more guttural roar of, imagine like dragon's roar, that kind of like reptilian growling roar. So it's like this very strange sound as they are coming, coming up to you. Um, I would like to do one more thing as they're approaching us. Smallrin kind of rides up next to Jory. I need bit bit. I very gently knock on my pauldron. <laughs> Is it Jory or Nehemiah who has bit bit? Oh, I thought I, it was me. It passes around, I think. Okay, okay cool, yeah. that's fine, that's fine. Um, but yeah, so Smarin takes Bitbit from Jory. So Bitbit, I need you to take this. And she like hacks off kind of a, a portion of the cloak that she's been wearing and like rubs it between her hands. I need you to take this, hold on to it, don't let it go. And then she just pulls out the no paint and dumps it over Bitbit and this piece of cloth. Now I need you to go ahead of us on the road, dragging this as you go. And after about 20 minutes, find us again. Drop the cloak when you do. And she sends him off. Very good. Okay, let me... Because even if we don't smell like us, they'll lose the scent once they get to us, unless we send something ahead. Absolutely. You send Bit-Bit on their way. Yep. The no paint, by the way, for those at home, painted on a non-living object for one hour, it becomes transparent to light slash invisible. Bit-Bit takes off, you assume. (laughs) And the howling gets louder and the noise of the brem like are upon you. And you hear yelling and, and talking and the group of them slow down and you see this group is three thrin. And the Seski kind of like spend some time in this area sniffing and kind of weaving around, trying to lock back on to the scent. Um, one of the Thryn yells over to you. The Anine are slightly taller than the Brem, not by much, but enough. Yells up to you. Looking for a group of four, maybe five travelers going this way, uh, probably wearing cloaks that don't look like they fit them. Sneaky sort, uh, big strongin. Someone made a medal. You seen them? Nehemiah just kind of peeks out under the hood. No, not at all. No one came this way at all? There was that weird, and this very odd voice comes out from under Smarn's hood. There was that weird dust cloud off to the west. Mm. Looked like someone might have gone off the road. I do recall that now that you're mentioning it. 
<laughs> Nehemiah loses Higgs accent and everyone else picks it up. <laughs> it's our turn with the shared accent. <laughs> Oben also speaks very quickly. He rushes through his words here. Yeah, off to the off to the west. There's definitely something out that way. Um, if you hurry, you might be able to find something over there. But we haven't seen anyone else pass this way, uh, at least not um, in in that regard. Uh, there was there was a pack of uh, some animals uh, earlier last night. Uh, if you're um, looking for that, the Seskis have at this point after a lot of snuffling around, picked up a scent again down the path. And they kind of like start again howling and, and making their way down. The other two Thryn take off. The one who was talking to you hangs back for a moment. You're sure about that? Kind of watching the rest of them continue on down the path. You're sure you haven't seen anyone? I mean, we said we did. I wanted to go trade with them, but everyone said, no, it's probably just a tornado. I bet that was them. It seemed real sketchy. I'll have one of you, whoever you feel is going to do the best here, make a deception roll. I'll take this because I've also got smile on a word, so I get. Yep. So what's okay. the uh, what's the difficulty? Four. Four. All right. So I get a free point of effort from smile on a word, and I will go ahead and spend for another two points and. I am trained, which I think just turns that into a it zero, does. which means I go ahead and just glide us through. Yes. Nehemiah fully like throws the hood off, revealing his like Viridian self. <laughs> no, man, like we saw that one group. I mean, like my companion said, we saw them something out that away out west and I thought it was just a bunch of, uh, you know, like some kind of like storm, dust storm, whatever is tearing on through. But nah, we're we're just kind of heading out, uh, just making our way out of here. You know, I don't, I'm not looking for any trouble, so we're just, you know, trying to let that go. The guard looks at you and back out down the road and back at you. Size says. Hate this job, and takes back off after their companions. Nehemiah leans back and just sighs. Well done. That was scary. They're going to be back this way eventually, so the faster that we can figure out exactly where we're going, the better. I mean, I think in order to keep our cover story, we need to be following them. We've got to wait for them to pass us by, because if they see us and then they don't see us, unless we stop for the night, they're going to start raising a suspicion. Yeah. Unless our path forks beforehand, at which point, I mean, that's, you know, that's fine. We're going to probably need to cut north sometime tomorrow Mm. if we're going to get to Mirith. That's fine. By that time, they'll almost certainly have headed back to the city. I, I can't imagine they're set up for a multi-day search if they came out riding Grim. This is mm. about speed. They'll need to report back and get extra supplies if they think they're trying to follow us across vast distances. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Well, let's keep going. Uh, it's like the middle of the night at this point, so you're just kind of continuing to press on. Morning comes, and you're starting to feel the exhaustion at this point. 
again, all of yesterday's events and all the things that led up to you being here have started to finally exhaust you. But Oban heavily suggests continuing forward without stopping at any point. If we ever do need to stop, we can always give the excuse that we move through the night and camp during the day because Nehemiah's condition is exacerbated by sunlight. Mm. Do you actually have a condition, Nehemiah? Oh, oh, no. And Nehemiah pulls <laughs> the stone and like I think like 20 seconds later, just vroom. Right. I, I, I knew that the green thing wasn't typical, but I, to be honest, it's been a long time. No, since fair. We've... Nah, it's, yeah. So how did you end up there? Because last what? we left off, you were still with the games and I was trying to get home. And clearly that didn't work out so well. So what happened to you? I didn't necessarily get out. My contract was traded. Oh. We don't often, you know, talk the specifics of, of why we're in with mm -hmm. Serratus. Everyone kind of knows that there is one reason or another. Mm -hmm. You're trying to pay off a debt or provide for someone or whatever it might be. But for me, my father was in with Serratus willingly mm. back when. And he was... The official story um, is that he perished in a freak accident, but we all know better. And when I went to confront Serratus about it, it did not go nearly as well as I thought. And I essentially was confined to his service. Mm. Kept me very close, refused to let me do anything important, but never kept an eye off of me. Sure. Never got to be any of the main acts, as you know, and I also never really got to leave or do anything else in the cities that we were in. Eventually, it came to a point where Saraz was trying to make nice with, at the time, what I just understood to be another criminal organization. Mm. Turns out it was the Lexicon. And as a part of a measure of goodwill, mm -hmm. my contract was included as a part of that gift. Huh. Now, technically, this is not slavery. I do have a written contract. No, indentured somewhere. servitude. He does like to play around those particular uh, specifics. Right, but that was sold to the saint. It took a little while, but eventually she realized that I kept my head down and my lips shut and that I was a good hand in a fight. <laughs> and after just shy of a year of loyalty, she allowed me to essentially be one of her right hands. Huh. Offender all. Hope this didn't take you too far out of a situation you enjoyed being in. I didn't. I've neither one of us, and actually looking around, I don't think any one of us at this point is a stranger to the terrible things that people like that do. Nah. I have no true loyalty to her, to that situation. Sure. If I had a way that wasn't overly violent uh, before this to get out, I probably would have taken it. But this seemed like a good way out, and I always liked you, Nehemiah, and this wasn't a fair fight anyway, so I figured I'd help out. Appreciate it. And, you know, if there's uh, a silver lining in all of this uh, and all of that ugliness beyond the other silver linings you already mentioned, that's a real good spit in the eye to Serratus there. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> Because he is back in town right now. You know the governor has had words with him by this point. Absolutely. <laughs> Which 
keep in mind, they're probably going to be searching for both of us. Oh, yeah, no, we are in a bad way shortly. Yeah. But right now we will taste that victory and we'll figure it out from there. Agreed. How many different criminal organizations can we have looking for us? Right now, two. Yeah, it depends on how you cut it. Is each sect of the lexicon its own little organization, or are we looking at it as one big one? I mean, with the governor involved, I'm assuming the whole thing's going to be after us. That, yeah, yeah. Well, but also, I would assume that she knows that we're going after Dremlin, so she's going to reach out to him so that he's waiting for us. So, technically, it's going to be three. Depends Mm -hmm. how long it takes her to make that call. Which I think staying in the single digits is unambitious. So let's see. <laughs> let's see what we can do about upping that number. Just really while we're, we're just doing everything. Just we while can we're traveling. Is that like pull. one of those things where if everybody's hunting you, then nobody is? <laughs> You're right. Right. There if you. everyone's against you, then you know everyone's after us for different reasons. So if we can mm-hmm. manage to convince them that mm. other people who are after us are getting in the way of the reason they're after us, ah. then they'll start fighting each other. Perfect. And we, we gotta pull a full Constantine. Oh, yes. you're trying to kill us too? Oh, that's a bit cliche. Yeah. <laughs> A bit cliche. No. Seems like everybody is. Exactly. Uh, can't you do something different? No, no, I like this. We go for the full constant. <laughs> we get everybody trying to murder us at the same time, and that gets all them on each other's cases, and we can just slip out through the fingers. Exactly. Do you decide to rest at some point during the day, or do you wait till nightfall? I think we probably try and put as many miles between us and the that city as possible. Unless, sure. unless we're like physically falling over from exhaustion. Oh, I know I am. I have, <laughs> I have, I have wrapped any rope-like thing around box ladder onto myself so I can just kind of hang. I am going to take advantage of my one-hour recovery roll while yeah, we're absolutely. while we're mm. traveling. Absolutely. You continue to put a lot of space, as much as possible, between you and Stupthal. As the sun is beginning to set again, Oben points out a little farther up the way where there is a kind of smaller, less traveled path that cuts north. That's where we're going to be heading up to Mirith. I say we go a little farther ways up that path and camp somewhere there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is there anything up there that we need to be aware of, like wildlife or something, some kind of danger? Nothing out of the ordinary. Stereotypical, steadfast, fair. Okay. I'll take first watch. You guys take the path a little bit farther, and just as dusk is starting to settle in, Mm -hmm. you make camp. And you kind of take a look at your belongings. You all have traveling gear and i believe that you upped your rations when you were in town you had kind of like restocked Mm -hmm. while you were in sturthal so you are not necessarily in a bad place when it comes to food and supplies but you didn't necessarily pack up for this long of a journey so you do notice that it's possible you will have to find other ways of sustaining yourself as the journey continues on you have a good chunk of supplies for the time being, though. Nehemiah is taking the first watch. Mm -hmm. So there'll be at least three, if not four. I would take second. I feel like um, Smallrin really, really needs to sleep (laughs) after all that. Brex offers to take third by holding up three Mm -hmm. fingers, and Oben says he'll take fourth. Cool. Which also helps reduce the number of hours everyone has to be awake. Mm -hmm. I'll take my um, hour-long recovery before I take my watch. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I'm going to go ahead and roll for that 10-hour recovery roll. Yeah, go for it. Go we... for it. Oh, come on. Roll 20. Why you got to do me like that? Oh, no. You rolled a one. Oh. It's fine. Honestly, I am probably, when I wake up, going to take the action and 10-minute recovery roll. Yep. It's fair. I will do the 10 as well. Sorry. No, you're good. You're good. I will, I will do my 10 after I take my watch. Nehemiah, do you stay in one place? Are you kind of like walking around in the larger area? Are you sticking close? What is the kind of general environment we're in? Are we in plains? Are we in kind of like a foresty? It's more like plains. Sure. There are some rocky areas mm -hmm. that you can see a little farther west. There are trees and, and mm -hmm. things around. It's a little hilly here. Sure. It's not quite flat. Nehemiah would take whatever the nearest highest location would be and after like doing a couple of laps would just perch up there you had found kind of a area along the side of the road that had been like carved out mm -hmm. almost like a little windbreak area that kind of set up camping so you're standing on top of that little hill essentially mm -hmm. go ahead and roll me perception you got it level four four i am trained in that i will go ahead and spend to bring that down natural 20 amazing you hear some movement very light movement coming from some brush in the area mm -hmm. looking into it it is just like some rabbits cool moving around but as you're kind of like poking around that area like just to make sure that it's like okay nothing's there you hear what sounds like a single footstep mm -hmm. but you do not see anything can my major effect be that i do in fact see it you don't see what might have made that noise, mm -hmm. but looking around, do you have a light source with you? Would Nehemiah currently be holding a light source? Oh, yeah. Okay. As you hold a glow globe mm -hmm. and you're kind of looking around where you heard that sound from, you see in the ground, in the dirt, kind of just off to the side of the path, mm -hmm. footprints that abruptly stop. Nehemiah would essentially play dumb just kind of wander over look around noticing those prints he would like to take the haft of his sword staff and sweep the legs and try and trip up whoever this is okay i'm not gonna have you roll anything cool. i'm just gonna like that's yeah you swing the handle of your sword staff around and you hear a grunt and a thud and as a person kind of like almost glitches into existence mm -hmm. in front of you and then starts like scrambling back like hands and feet trying to like get away from you sword staff to his throat now 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 a raising voice like trying to wake the others up y'all come so close without saying hi mighty rude uh yeah glancing at you and glancing over your shoulder where people i assume are now stirring mm -hmm. in the camp you can see that calculating something uh -huh. on their face like like weighing their options sure and they take off running um Seeing this person, can I denote any kind of garb? Like, what are we, what are we talking about here? Is this, a, is this a pickpocket or somebody we need to go ahead and put a stopper on? I will say that on this person's face, mm -hmm. kind of like right near their eye, right near the corner of their eye, you see a small flame tattoo, which is something that occasionally members of the Bonfire Games will 
adorn themselves with at various times. Mm, yeah, nope, that's not happening. So we're going to go ahead and go for broke on this. Uh, I'm going to thunder vocalizer. What I'm going to do is I'm going to shout. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. You shout. Mm -hmm. Yelling for this person to yield. And that does how much damage, remind me? Um, uh, four points. That sonic boom emanates out from your mouth and hits this person in the back as they're running and knocks them over. Mm -hmm. As they are knocked over, they hit their head on a rock mm. and stop moving. Oh, Oben. At this point, Oben has already grabbed weapons and is up near your side. It's an old co-worker. Wonderful. Yeah. I will look back over to Brex and, and Jory specifically. It's like, do a sweep. There might be more. Done. Whoop. Brex goes off. Jory goes off to kind of mm -hmm. walk around and sweep the area. Jory, go ahead and let's make this investigation. You were specifically looking for things. Ah, okay. I am untrained in that. Oh, I failed with a three. Is Jory on edge? Is Jory nervous at the moment? Or what is she I doing? think so. Awoken, I think it would have been very, very jarring because, oh, it's somebody come to get us again. So she's very nervous. Sleepy nervous. Your nerves are just too on edge for you to accurately see anything. You don't notice anything out of the ordinary. Nope. Brex comes back also indicating that they found nothing. Okay. All right. Smarin appears behind Nehemiah. I would like to point out that I didn't go look, not because I'm so injured I can't, but that I thought you might need someone of my skills in interrogation. Uh... I'm going to be honest, Smallrin, I think I may have uh, set that ship a sail. <laughs> Not entirely intentionally, but I ain't too mad about it either. We can't have him reporting back. All right. Oban, what are we looking at? Oban is already at the body. Mm -hmm. The person has died. Yeah. I wasn't gentle. No. Has turned them over. It's not a face that either one of you recognize immediately. Mm. Probably a lower level kind of person, but Oban is already kind of rifling through their belongings yeah. and pulls out a note. Mm -hmm. I don't even know that this has anything to do with, and he hands the note over to you. Flips it up and I think this is something else. Mm. And there is a detailed description of the three of you and Brex mm -hmm. that also specifically mentions the a handful of belongings that you all have, like the tendril armor, Smallrin's pack, Jory's ability to phase, mentions a lot of things very, very specific about you all. The instructions are to kill any one of you if the opportunity presents itself. Mm -hmm. If not, report back on your heading and whereabouts. Okay. Signed, F. Hmm. I'm trying to remember the name of the one who got away in the ruins. Falco. Falco. Well, fart. Makes sense. She's one of the only ones who would know at this point about the tendril armor, at the very least, and uh, mm -hmm. she was not pleased. Nope. If she knew the Firefly games were coming, signed on with them, or contracted... As a reminder, that group of them had been hired by Serratus to, like, mm -hmm. start, yeah. like, 
finding things, stirring up trouble, finding a way to like create a cover for the stuff that they normally do. You don't know if this group has worked with Serratus before necessarily. Sure. They never did while you were a part mm -hmm. of the group, but it's been long enough that they could have been contracted multiple times. Easily. But it did not sound like they were a part of the bonfire games. It sounded like they were freelancers, external mercenaries. Yeah, but we popped off her entire crew and she yes. would probably be looking for something to join up with. And if she's done work with Serratus before, it's not uncommon for people to fall in that way, especially if he was offering, hey, maybe I'll do a job for you and you'll do a lot of work for me later on. Do you know someone? Yeah, we uh, had a run in with a group and um, situation didn't let us do a clean sweep. Gotcha. So this one got away and got up the mountains or got up the cliff sides before us. So. I mean, this changes nothing. They were going to be, if they weren't going to be looking for us for that, this is just as good a reason. Does put a bit of a bigger target on our backs. We'll need to change some things up more meaningfully once we hit next couple of towns and probably do a bit to change what we look like. We need to make this look like it wasn't us. I'm not particularly good at the uh, cover-up portion of things. Looks to small, Ren. I am. Make it look like a bandit, like they were mugged or something. They got any shins on them? Five. Oh, but I'm not sure how much uh, Governor let you carry, but, you know, you're welcome to whatever's there, I guess. Oban takes the five shins mm. and looks over the person, does take their weapon, mm -hmm. and they happen to have, like, a really nice cloak, like, pulls that off mm. as well and kind of roughs up the rest of the clothing a little bit and steps away and says, all right, I've done my part. Smallrin steps in, turns out every single pocket that she can find, tears open the shirt, um, pulls off the shoes and cuts them open down the side. Tori's a little horrified. <laughs> At cutting shoes open? Oh, I thought you meant, like, the person. <laughs> no. At least I Cut assume them that's open not what down you meant. the side. If the shoes disturbed you, you might want to let me continue my work alone. Mm hmm. I do. <laughs> yeah, since we're still here for a little bit, maybe leave the worst of it till the morning. Pull it off the side of the road, cover it up. They won't send somebody to look for him until tomorrow at the earliest. Fair enough. Although, if I'm going to get any bruises formed, now's when I have to mm. do it. Yeah. And she uh, she pulls the spear off her back and switches, like, kind of holds out the, the haft mm -hmm. end of it. Mm -hmm. After all, he wasn't killed by a blade. No. So you take care of making the body look like it had been beat up, roughed yeah. up pretty badly. Do you stay here the rest of the night? Do you move on to somewhere else? Do you pick up and start leaving? I think we finish out the night here. All right. Okay, now Nehemiah will take the 10 hour. Jory, you pick up the next shift, Brex the third and Oban the fourth. Nothing else particularly interesting happens. Animal noises, handful of uh, screeches and screams, but nothing more than predators doing their thing in the night. And you take your first solid rest since fleeing Sturthal. Thank you so much for listening to episode 104 of Imprinted Echoes and Amnesis. 
By the time you're listening to this, we will have just celebrated our fourth anniversary of launching this podcast. Thanks for giving us an excuse to play games and tell stories for such a long time. I hope there are many more years to come. As always, if you'd like to follow the podcast on social media, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Imprinted Echoes and our website, imprintedechoes.com. On that website, you can find links to the Ghostlight Media merch store and our Patreon if you're able to help us out monetarily. And on that note, I'd like to thank Kyle, Tyler, and Joel for their continued support. If you'd like to help us out in other ways, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast, leave us a rating and review, and tell a friend about the show. Even after four years in, those three things continue to go a long way in helping us out. You can find all of our hosts on Twitter as well, myself at Covered and Sawdust, Chase at TQ Loudly, Rin at Rin underscore Moran, and Bridget at Really Bridget. And be sure to follow our network, Ghostlight Media, at GLM Pods. Thank you once again for listening, and I hope you'll be back in two weeks to hear yet another episode of Imprinted Echoes. And until then, may your ciphers never malfunction. Imprinted Echoes is produced by Zan Campbell-Johannes and Chase Greenley, and is edited by Alex Berkowitz. Original show theme music is by Justin Longacre. This has been a Ghost Light Media production.